enthusiasts. This is Greg Stanley, and welcome to the newly renamed The Collector Car Podcast. Why did I rename it? Well, basically, I just wanted to be really succinct and to the point. So when you're looking through the podcast and you want to know a little bit more about collector cars, this is what you think of first. We will be back on our weekly schedule starting today. Thank you for joining us for the ride. Now, our goal here is to help you buy your dream car, but to buy it wisely. So how would we do this? By understanding the auction trends, sales trends, market trends, what cars sell for so that you won't get burned. So stay tuned. We'll have a lot of fun stuff here. So today I'm going to review the result of our collector car contest number seven and tee up the big Monterey auction that's coming up here in a couple weeks. We will talk about five awesome cars at Monterey that are not Ferraris or Porsches, which is shocking because that's a lot of what's out there. But first, I need to talk about Paul Newman's Porsche yet again. So this thing keeps on popping up. As you would probably remember if you went back to some of our earlier podcasts, I found this car a couple years ago in Holly Springs, Georgia, while it was being restored, and I tracked it to the Mecham Indianapolis auction, where I learned that the owner had unfortunately had passed away. It was projected to sell between four fifty and five fifty. It was a no sale at one hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Pretty embarrassing, honestly. And then the next thing I knew is I was listening to Adam Carolla's car cast, and it turns out he bought the car. If you listen to last week's car cast, you can actually hear him fire it up. And they said it's a really cool car. It uh, started on the first turn, so they seem to really like it. And check them out over there to learn more about that cool car. So you can see everything that happened in the past by revisiting some of our previous podcasts. Now, something else that's happened recently is I was in Georgia, and I stumbled across a cool place called Muscle Car Juniors. So hopefully I'll have the owner on this show in the future. And in the back, he had a really, really cool Corvette. It's a 1963 IMSA Racer. And this car has a great story to it. We'll learn more in the future. Something else that's happening is here close to home up in Dayton, Ohio. They're selling the Taj Mahal Garage Porsche Collection. So this is one I experienced a number of years ago when it was an event planning center. So I went there for a Christmas party around all these cool Porsches. Well, the, the entire collection is coming up for sale. And even this morning, I was at a Porsche place up in Dayton where they were refurbishing three of those Porsches, getting them prepped for the sale, including a 1973 RS which is super cool and super rare. So some of those pictures are on my Instagram feed right now under at collector card pod. It's not podcast because they only allow 15 characters. So in preparation for the Monterey auctions coming up, I'm going to post multiple podcasts highlighting some of the awesome cars that will be sold in August. So some of these future episodes may and will probably include the five best Porsches that will be out there, the best exotic cars, Ferraris, and I want to do one where it's the best car from each auction house, which is really difficult because if you look at RM, pretty much all of their cars are incredibly awesome. You look at Russo and Steel, and they're much more the muscle car flavor, but they've got some amazing cars as well. And then, of course, you have some of the other players, Barrett-Jackson, Bonhams, Gooding and Company. So I want to try to pick out the best from each, and I'll pr I promise it will not mirror Sports Car Marketplace or Haggerty. So you'll hear something new, something a little bit of fresher uh, on this podcast. And then I also want to pick out the five cars that will break records. I think the obvious one is the like Porsche number one, the very first Porsche ever. You know, well, there's not a a, a record to break, but it's just going to be a crazy number. And then I also want to pick out five cars that will disappoint. So I don't want to be a negative person, but it is kind of fun to see, you know what? I think that 
based on the marketplace trends, that one's not going to hit the estimate. It's going to sell under the estimate. So I'm going to pick cars where there is a published estimate. And based on the auction trends, I'm going to see if I can guess which ones might miss it. So it'll be interesting to see. Be sure to stay to the end of this podcast to find out who won the classic car contest, including how I did. And honestly, I had a rough go on this one. So my percentages went down a little bit. But I'm still hanging in in there in the 80s and the 90% from an accuracy perspective. First of the five cars that I'd like to call out of the Monterey auction that are not Ferraris or Porsches is an Alfa Romeo. Now, this is a little weird because I actually picked out two Alfa Romeos. I am not from Petrolicious, and I do not work for Ford's Car Marketplace. Both of them are heavy in Alphas. This was just roll of the dice. This is just the way it happened because these are really, really cool. The first car I picked, a 1953 Alfa Romeo 6C 300 cm superflow four a lot of words there this is a gorgeous cool supercar looking for 1953 alfa romeo so the estimate on this one is six to eight million dollars it was considered one of the most significant post-war alfa romeos ever Uh, just a beautiful cool car high dollar car obviously Uh, so that's one of the cool cars i like to call out and that one is that gooding the next one i'll call out as i said before is the other alfa romeo it's a 1939 Tipo 256 Coupe, and this one's actually won numerous times at Pebble Beach. The estimate for this car is 2.75 to 3.5 million dollars. This is a pre-war competition Alfa Romeo developed by Ferrari. So you can check all this out on my website, which is still at autosausage.com. There will be pictures there in the blog. You can check them all out. The next one I like to pick out is what's called the most celebrated modern supercar. So this one is from RM Sotheby's and is a McLaren F1, but not any McLaren F1. It's the LM specification F1. It's a 1994. It is one of 64 examples produced as the F1 road car. So you had the F1 race car and they made a handful of them, 64 of them as the F1 road car. So this one's really, really cool, low miles. Uh, it's like a kind of a grayish color with a tan interior. That one's going to be a big dollar car. So you figure that the McLaren F1s, I'm sorry, the base McLaren F1s, if there is such a thing, are about $15 million. We'll see what this one goes for. So expect it to go into the low 20s would be my guess. The next one I picked is a 1984 Lancia Rally 037 Stradale. I'm not very familiar with Lancias. I know that they're really hot right now. This is 57th of only 217 examples produced. Highly original, showing less than 6,600 kilometers, and it's being sold from the third owner. So these, like I said, are super hot. You probably could have gotten this car for a lot less in the past. I actually don't see an estimate on this car. It's going to go for probably, I don't know, I guess one or two mil. I have not researched this one, so I do not know. But this super cool car, very angular uh, I believe it was one of the group, group B rally racers, or at least based on it. So these things are going up a lot. And the last one I'll pick is a curveball for you. This is from Russo and Steel. And as I mentioned before, in my mind, they're no more for muscle cars. And this particular one is one you do not see often at all, if ever, come up for sale. This is a 1967 Ford Mustang. Yes, one of my favorite cars. But it's one of the Trans Am cars. So this car was built to win the SCCA Trans Am Championship in 1967, and it was built by Carcraft, which if that name rings a bell, Carcraft are the ones that built the mighty Boss 429s in 1969. So they had that relationship early. So this is one of 26 notchbacks. It's not a fastback that was raced in 1967. I'm going to have to guess it was originally 
a K-code car, the Hypo car, and they just continue to increase horsepower, reduce weight, work on the suspension, you know, make it more powerful, that kind of stuff. So it says this one has 430 horsepower. So that's the fifth of the five cars that are not Porsches and Ferrari, I think are pretty cool that are coming up at Monterey here in a few weeks. Now into the collector car contest. So a quick reminder on how this contest works. I pick five cool cars from an upcoming auction and you enter what you think they will sell for on the contest tab at autosausage.com. You'll have to enter your email address, but I promise I don't spam you. If you've noticed, I've only sent out one every six to eight weeks. And when I do send it out, there's a lot of good information in there. Be sure to sign up. So whoever has the lowest total difference from the total price of all five cars wins. So I'd like to say congratulations to Krutz. That's the username for this last week. He came in first place and he won the $240 worth of prizes, including beef jerky, dog treats, car care products. So this is where I had the light, had all the black magic car care products. So just a quick review of how these cars did. The first one was a 1998 Chevrolet Corvette Pace Car Edition, which is the ugly purple. I said it would sell for $43.2. I said it's low mileage. It was perfect, yet still gaudy pace car. I thought it would get close to the top estimate. It missed in a big way, $26,950, so twenty-seven dollars So the desperate seller took a huge hit on that one. The next one is a 1972 Chevrolet K5 Blazer. I said it was a desirable K5, but it was a weird color, which would cool the sales trend because those things have been on a hot tear recently. I said it would sell for $43,900. It actually sold for $41,800, so I was only off by $2,100. So that pretty much sold as expected. The third car was a 1964 Volkswagen 21 window bus. I missed this big time. I missed this because I think it was user error when I was researching the price guides. I didn't pick the Samba because I thought that was a 23-window bus. I picked the Deluxe thinking that was a 21-window bus. So my guess was around 60 grand. It really should have been around 120 grand. This one did not sell with a top bid price of $100,000. So this one was another no-sale. Uh, actually, just to review, the Corvette sold way under. The K5 sold in line with expectations. This Volkswagen did not sell. The next one was our 1967 GT 500 Shelby. This one did not sell as well. So I said this would sell for around 239000 This was a great car. It was dark blue. I think it had white interior, four-speed, dual quads. I'm sorry, it had an automatic, which I thought was, was going to ding in a little bit. But the top hammer price for this one was only $150,000. So this one missed by a large margin as well. The right buyer was not in the audience at the time of this auction. And then for our fifth car, it was the 1989 Ferrari 328 GTS. The estimate should have been in the $65,000 to $88,000. I said it was going to miss pretty significantly. I thought it was going to bring sixty-five dollars so low end of estimate. It actually only brought $57,200, so it missed even harder than I thought it would. The seller was realistic, and they decided to take the hit to unload that Ferrari. So... We had two that hit under the estimate, two that did not sell, and only one that really hit in the estimate. So interesting week. You can check out all the stats at autosausage.com. And I appreciate you all joining us again this week. Next week, I'll have my top five picks for the Monterey Collector Car Contest. So be sure to tune in and play by going to autosausage.com. We'll talk to you then.